El nuevo Crispy Chicken Sandwich de McDonald's es Crujiente, tiernito Es pollo en la McDonald's Un mordisco y wow. Es el nuevo Crispy Chicken Sandwich Ordena por anticipado en el app de McDonald's En McDonald's participantes For the final time On the I-95 Sports Network Weissman at odds Minus the Weissman Surprisingly to no one I-95 Sports Network Weissman at odds Number to call is 1-605-562-8001 Press 5 if you want to join the conversation Or you can listen on the I-95 Sports Network website um, For the last time Stephen and I, and Stephen will call up later with Joe. Uh, Stephen and Joe had an uh, assignment to take care of today. Um, unfortunately, Stephen cannot be here today, but uh, that is neither here or there. And this will be the last time today. Me and Stephen, Stephen will call up later as the show winds down. Um, Stephen and I will say goodbye uh, to I-95 Sports Network um, with the possibility of a return later on. But as of right now, today is goodbye. Um This is not the last time you will hear Stephen, Stephen or I behind the microphone. Um, we do, we have been working on something else. Um, we are going to be doing something else, so this will not be the last time that uh, that you will hear us. So, uh, out of the respect for the station, you know, we've been with them for a year and a half. Out of respect for Joey and Bobby, uh, we will not mention it on the air. If anything, we're going to uh, announce it either on tonight or tomorrow morning or possibly this weekend. So this will be the last time that you'll hear me and Steven uh, on this network at least. It's it's sad. Um, you know, if it wasn't for Bobby or Joey, uh, Bobby or Joey wouldn't be, have the confidence to do what we do now. Uh, the other formats that we do, the other networks that we listen to, or excuse me, the other networks that people you listen to us on, uh, we would not have uh, that ability, that confidence, and, and that perception to do that. So we thank them, obviously, and uh, we have a lot to discuss today. Today's a it's a packed show. Uh, you know, we, we we mostly mean Stephen did our goodbyes to the station and to the listeners uh, last week um, on the second to last show of Weissman and Oz, but. It's time. It's it's time to go, and uh, we got a lot to do. Uh, we're going to start out with the Mets, uh, considering that game is on right now. So if you guys want some updates on what's going on, uh, that way it was good first inning, actually. Um, the control was, was what it was, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, Zach Wheeler, right now Hansel Robles is in. I mean, we're going to see if he – it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting spring. One guy – we were all wanting to see was Dom Smith. Dom Smith was late to a meeting today, so we did not get to see him. Uh, Mickey Palloway was he was a late scratch. Uh, it was a little weird seeing Adrian Gonzalez in a, in a Mets uniform, but uh, you know uh, we're gonna have to get used to that. I think maybe possibly we will see. Uh, Travis Darno actually had a nice throw from behind, the, uh, trying to throw out Ozzy Alves. Jose Reyes could not get a hand on it, so we. 
Right, we've seen a little bit. We've seen a little bit. Uh, one guy I was interested in, and, and me and Steven discussed this guy a while ago, top 10 prospect with the Mets, Pete Alonzo, a right-handed hitting first baseman. Uh, he's a big guy. I mean, he really is. He's a big dude. And, and um, you know, we'll see. I mean, the reason why I was comfortable trading Dom Smith and, and why I kept screaming to trade Dom Smith was, you know, because of him. And, uh, you know, kid's got power, doesn't have a lot of speed, but – Right, we'll see. We have, we have all strict. We have five weeks to figure that out. So we will see. Um, we have a lot going on. Should the Jets back up the truck for Kirk Cousins? We're going to talk about that. You know, where will he land? What are the Giants going to do with two? Michael Gradner, Nick Holden are gone. Who's next? And first and foremost, even though I've, I've, I've got a little tangent now, um, Congratulations to the women's team, the women's hockey team. I mean, truly incredible. Um, this was the first time since 98 they won the golds. It's pretty much been them in the U- Canada every single Olympic. For some reason, we beat them in the, in the uh, World Championships, but we just we can't beat them in the Olympics, and we finally did it in a shootout. And one thing I don't like, I mean, but, you know, you decide a shootout, or you decide such a big game, you decide a gold medal game through a shootout. I mean, that, that's not how you want to win, and but, you know, regardless, the U.S. women did it. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to our country. Um, huh, The men's team didn't have that much uh, luck, obviously. They lost to the Czech Republic in overtime uh, two days ago. Although Canada, I mean, they must be going. They lost to, of all teams, lost to Germany. Uh, as <laughs> Hansel Robles says, that's stupid thing where he points up in the air with a, hey, no matter what, no matter who, no matter where the ball goes, no matter how far it goes, this guy's pointed up in the air like a moron. I mean, come on. We're going to discuss their bullpen situation as, as Robles is walking around the mound. One guy I was actually really uh, disappointed not to see today for the Braves was Ronald Cunha, 20-year-old, 5-tool prospect, number one or two prospect in baseball. So, I, you know, you were excited to see him. But um, obviously that didn't uh, that didn't happen. But uh, you know we're gonna see we're gonna get some updates along. Uh, I know SNY is doing an interview with Mickey Calloway later, so we will see where they uh, go with that. Uh, maybe we'll give you a little uh, live feed with it too. That could be a lot of fun. So let's rock and roll. Uh, there's a lot to get into. What is going on? We're gonna get into that too because Steven's not here today. Um, what is going on? In the NCAA. I mean, I mean, guys. I mean, you know what? Honestly, what's going on is something that we knew was going on. But now the FBI and the NCAA has looked the other way. Why? Because the product was good. Because they wanted. Because the big schools were doing it, and they were totally fine with it. We're gonna read off some some payoffs too. As Hansa Robles strikes strikes out, uh, someone from the Braves, Peterson, Jace Peterson, I guess. No, he's on the Yankees now. Uh, I mean, no one. You'll probably see in the uh, in the regular season for them, but I, I mean, what is going on with them? Um, luckily, Michigan, uh, who had a huge oh come on, the past weekend had a huge win against Ohio State. That felt good. That felt real good. Uh, oh god, we're getting into we're getting into that in the March in the new show, and and again, we're going to announce that later, not on on this network. Um, we have a plan already set up, and uh, it will start it will start rather soon. We're not really taking much of a break. Uh, one thing I will announce is that it, 
It will be next week. We will start next week. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, you know, we don't know, you know, uh, we'll announce where and, and when and how to listen another time, not on this network. Uh, so we'll start with the Mets. You know, what kind of expectations do you have for the Mets? I think this is a possible wild card team. I like the moves that they made. The only thing is, the, the thing with the Mets moves is they go out by the price. They go out by where the market takes them, and they wait for the market to come to them. But they didn't really fill needs. You know, yeah, they filled the need with Anthony Swarzak, but and the peripher- peripherally, you know, that the peripherals tell you that last year wasn't a fluke because his velocity didn't go down last year. You know, it stayed at 95, 96, 97 the entire, for most of the year, the entire year, actually. Um, and you're not going to ask him to be, you know, a guy that you're going to go to in, in major crucial situations at every single time. You have Familia, you have a Blevins, you have an A.J. Ramos, um, possibly one of the starters, either Gazelman, Lugo, Max, Wheeler, Harvey. I mean, honestly, any of those guys uh, can be in the bullpen. I think it's going to be Wheeler, but, you know, Wheeler comes out here, and, and he didn't give up a run before. He gave up a single. Um, Ozzie Albies ended up on third on a stolen base and, and a uh, a ground ball. Didn't give up a run. You know, he was hitting 96-97 on the gun. The control wasn't terrible. It was only one inning. Uh, we're going to get a better look at him as the spring goes on, obviously. But I think he'll eventually, as Travis Darno's up. Yeah, I feel bad. I, I I'm on him a lot. But as uh, Steve Gelbs is interviewing Zach Wheeler right now, uh, I'm on him a lot. I met him. He's a nice guy. Very firm grip. God, guy's a big hit. Um, yeah, so we'll see where they go with this rotation. Uh, you know, Noah and DeGrom are locks. No pun intended, considering, uh, well, DeGrom doesn't have any locks anymore. Pretending to his hair. Harvey, the rest of the rotation is question marks. Harvey, Matt, I mean, when they were healthy, they weren't good last year. That's Garneau. Grounds at the shortstop or a Dancy, one of the disappointments. Oh, God, Travis. I, I mean, really, they just, I saw a report yesterday that they should have gone after, that they were talking to Luke Roy. It should be the move. It really should on a one-year deal. I mean, the market, the Mets are all about the market coming back to them. Market come back to them when Jonathan Luke Roy. As Jose is up. Jose! Everyone loves Jose. You know, as... It, Badly as he started out, and as much as we don't want him to be the starter, his numbers weren't terrible. 245, I mean, the guy was below 200 for how long? 245, 14 home runs, 25 RBIs, wasn't awful. You know, if someone gets hurt, if Rosario or, or Cabrera, or, you know, they get hurt, I even uh, Todd Frazier, you know, obviously Jose can play all three of those positions. I, I'm, I don't hate the idea of Jose Reyes filling in for a few weeks. You know, I think uh, I think he could be a good. He's the only he's the only form of speed this team has. A 34 year old Jose Reyes, which is sad to say, but it is what it is with the Mets because that's just the way that they do things. Which gets back to the point that I was making before, before I got sidetracked. Uh, the Mets didn't go after their needs this off season. They went after what was available to them. They went after what their budget allowed them to do. You know, D. Gordon would have been good fit for the Mets. Didn't go after him. Didn't want to give up assets. Assets they didn't have. Oof. Scorcher over the Danzy. And Jose with the speed, but still get thrown out. Oh, Jose. Uh, they don't... 
you know, they need, I'm sorry, they need Jonathan Lucroy. That actually doesn't look like they're going after him. Do they, I like Todd Fraser, sure. Did you need Todd Fraser? Yeah, I, I think I could check him down as a need. I would have liked a better third baseman, but you know what it is, what it is. You take what the Mets give you. When they spend money, you, you tend to take it. As Rosario's up now, uh, going to be interesting. Matt Whistler, by the way, on the mound for a second straight inning to the Braves. Um, Rosario showing his game totals. OBP at 271. Jesus. Average 248, four home runs, 10 RBIs. Yeah, looking for big things for him this year. You're looking for him to take a good step up. Well, you know, Mickey Callaway himself. Compared him to Francisco Lindor. You know, if you can get Francisco Lindor out of him, you'll be ecstatic. Tim Tebow's face is on the corner of the screen. That's just that's just great. Hey, Rosario puts one up the middle. Um, so, yeah, you know, we, you know, we'll see what the mess. Um, I think they could be a wild card team as they show their... Oh, God. Starters had a 5 year ERA last year, and that's with DeGrom having... A great, great season. 2006. Wow. 2006, everyone knows. Last, you know, they won the division twice in the last decade. Uh, 2006, 4.67 ERA. So, very different types of teams. As we have, who is this? Couldn't even, can't, nope. Go, oh, that, those, yeah, those letters in the back of his name. Nope. Not even close. Um, I think this team could possibly be a wild card team. Kevin Kitsmarski. Double-A guy last year. I think this team could pop... I mean... If they... If the starting pitching stays healthy, if Matt Harvey could be Misty Knight, he doesn't even have to be the Dark Knight, he could just be Misty Knight, third starter. Matt can stay healthy and actually pitch well. If you could get something from four out of these five guys, and one of them being Jason Vargas, who they just signed, well, you just expect him to be solid. You just want him to be solid. You want him to be that four-fifth guy. You know, maybe is that who knows? Gazelman could come out and pitch really well. Lose all the same thing. You know, one guy I was curious about when they brought in Mickey Callaway was Rafael Montero. You saw flashes of greatness from him last year. You saw real good, real good pitching from him last year from a few games. One specifically in Cincinnati, eight innings, two, no runs, had two hits. That is no hitter going in that game actually. You know what? Do you expect from him? You know, that's another guy get phased out. Listen, the Mets realistically, I think every team needs this. They got nine starters, right? They got nine guys who could possibly go out there and start. Who you feel comfortable with. You know, I feel comfortable with throwing Harvey out there every fifth day and see what he's got. Matt's the same thing. Wheeler the same thing. Same goes for, you know, Vargas, Lugo, Gazelman. I, I, I see a lot in Montero. I really do. And I know people have given up on him by now, and people say he should never start another game for the Mets again. Guy has talent, and you know I'm going to take a quote out of Dave Gettleman's book, or technically it was Ernie Corsi's. You don't give up on talent. You don't just give up like that on a on a guy like that. Now maybe I'm being a little hypocritical because I was ready to trade Dom Smith after he came in overweight as much as he did. You know the guy, good for him. Guys worked hard. Lost a lot of weight, but dude, you're late. For a meeting on the first game, you're in a competition with a guy who has a bad, bad back, Andrew Gonzalez. I mean, the Mets are just begging you for, to take the job. They don't want to give it to you. They want you to take it. And you're late for the first meeting. And good for Mickey Callaway, you know, not 
You know, I know he's buddy-buddy with his players. You know, he loves his players. He's going to love his players. He's buddy with his players. You know, good for Mickey Calloway not being a pushover and, and him being late and saying, well, you're a pick. No, you're, gonna, you're late. You're going to sit. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Mickey Calloway took initiative like that. So there's this guy whose name I have no idea. There's 3-2 counts, though. Really curious to see who, start, who comes up next inning in the Mets. Really curious to see who pitches pitches in this game. Um, you know, obviously a lot of talk about center field. What are they going to do there? You got Nemo, you got Ligaris until Conforto comes back. Even when Conforto comes back, you know, he was on last night with Steve Gelb, saying that his rehab was going well. Nothing, no complications. So that's what you like to hear. As oh, that's a little mess there. <laughs> um. Now what's we're gonna see? Uh, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be fun. To see. I think there's going to be competitive baseball being played in New York from both teams. And we're you know we're not going along into the expectations of the Yankees because we know the expectations of the Yankees. You know it's World Series or bust. That may be a little bit of unfair. That may you know that may be unfair. To uh oh wow drawing blank uh Aaron Boone, but it is what it is. That's just the reality. We got a trade in the NFL. The LA Rams have traded for Marcus Peters. Yeah, you know, there was some talk about the the Giants trading for him, but I guess not. Uh, and, and since you got NFL news, let's move over in that direction. Kirk Cousins, the free agent. Obviously, you don't see good quarterbacks become free agents. You don't see top ten, the top twelve guys. And me and Stephen broke it down a couple weeks ago from the stats. From the body of work, from the fact that he didn't really have much around him last season, you can make an argument that this guy is a top 10 to top 12 quarterback. You know, depending on how you view quarterbacks. I tend to view Cam Newton a little bit lower than I do most quarterbacks. Completion percentage way too low. I'm worried about his durability. I'm worried about his longevity in the league. And guy just... Pass rate is terrible. Guy doesn't throw enough yards. Guys, guys, guys are completing a pass like this. When you have a completion percentage of 50, 50, it's concerning. And I don't want to hear that he doesn't have, you know, the the requisite receivers to. He has a tight end who stays healthy for the most part, something Kirk Cousins doesn't have. Because Jordan Reed can't, couldn't stay on the field last year. And I'm sorry, if you compare last season, the offenses, the Redskins are taking offensive linemen off the scrap heap. Terrell Pryor was a zero. His best receivers was Jamison Crowder and Ryan Grant. Josh Jackson, first round pick at a TCU a couple years ago, couldn't stay on the field either. He was down to his third string running back. I mean, guys. Can we can we get a little logic here? Kirk Cousins is a real good quarterback. He could, in the right situation, he could possibly help a team win a Super Bowl. As Jacob Jacob Rami, I believe he was in the Curtis Grant. He's on the mound for the Mets now. Jacob Rami, I believe he was ah uh, the Curtis Granderson trade from the Dodgers. He was definitely in the midst of, of trades. You know, they traded with the Red Sox, traded with the Dodgers. And the, the uh, Rays as well. 
Uh, he was in one of those trades. I believe it was the Dodgers, the Curtis Granderson trade, who is now in Toronto now. Um, but back to the Kirk Cousins thing. Guys, I know people don't want to admit it because they look at the playoff game and they see, you know, he didn't play well and he didn't win the game. And the disastrous game that went on two years ago against the Giants when the Giants had nothing to play for and they started playing their backups. I mean, people get turned off by that and I understand. But the guy has had four thousand. The guy has had a four, four thousand yard seasons. The Jets have had one four thousand yard season in their franchise history. I mean, the Jets. Now, if you don't get me wrong, and we got we got Mel Kiper. Uh, you know what the thing is about Mel Kiper? Mel Kiper is. Uh, I like this kid's stuff. I mean, for the first, just struck out Ozzy Albies. You know what Mel Kiper's problem is? doesn't get things right. And you know, it's not his fault. Because there's a lot of shady stuff that goes around around the uh, draft. You know, teams aren't really telling the truth. I mean, why would you want to know what teams like? Why would you want to know what players they like? I, I mean, really? Yeah, of course. None of it's going to be actually legit. I mean, what, what do you expect from them? As they're looking for... Uh, I found... Piper's mock. All right, let's see here. Nope, this is January. Oh, here we go. Um, as we take a look at Mel Kuyper's mock, as, as much as, you know, I mean, if you really look at it, it's not really right. I, I mean, what, what are you going to do? But uh, Josh Allen, has, he hasn't gone to number one, Wyoming, to the Browns. He has Saquon Barkley, which, if, listen, I'm a Michigan fan. I kept up with Penn State, Ohio State. I kept up with all the teams in the division. Saquon Barkley is a unique talent. Saquon Barkley is really freaking good. And the guy can be a game changer if he's in the right situation. The only problem is, and I expect the Giants to improve this offensive line. I expect Gettleman to, I mean, Gettleman and, and Pat Shermer realized the problem with this team is the offensive line. I mean, that was the main issue last season, amongst other things. But where does it start? It starts on the line. Uh, they brought back John Greco, a guy who played last season. It's, it's this kid. Two strikeouts in this inning. Jacob Rami. I like him. Look good. Look good. Uh, he strikes out Albies and Dancy Swanson. So, nice to see from a young Mets reliever. It's, it's difficult to know what this team's going to do. From everything you're hearing, and again, it could be smoke. There's a lot of smoke around this time in the draft. So that's exactly what it could be. Now, if they, if Barkley goes number two, I'm going to be upset. Because if you, the running back, just it, it's not valuable now. And I get the Cowboys can say something different, and I get the Jaguars can say something different, who in the past two years took a running back at number four. Did I agree with it? No, not really. For the fact that Alfred Morris, if you look at his numbers, pretty good behind that offensive line. If you have look at Rod Smith, pretty good. I mean, not everybody has to be. Now, these offensive lines, they're top-notch in the Cowboys. And Jaguars is pretty good, too. And, you know, Fournette was a big impact on that team. 
was a big reason that they had success. I get it. But not really something I want the Giants to do. You know, if the Giants, if they trade down, perfectly fine with it. And if they don't take a quarterback, listen, I, everybody knows, I have been screaming about it since August. I mean, it's been that long. This Mets team, or excuse me, this Giants team, I think Mason Rudolph, out of Oklahoma State, led the league in passing this year. Great ball placement. Doesn't get rattled in the pocket. I think he's the best quarterback in the draft. I think he's going to be the most polished. I think teams are going to pass on him. And it's really, they're going to regret it. Josh Allen, low completion percentage, I get. He was at Wyoming. Bad roster around him, I get it. I didn't watch much of him. Can't give a proper assessment. You know, Baker Mayfield, the antics, they don't really worry me too much as much as they do other people. I know a lot of people comparing him to Johnny Manziel. I like his game. I think if he was a few inches taller, people would be comparing his game to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's the type of style that he plays. I'm not comparing them. I'm comparing the style of play. And if he, like I said, I mean, he's 5'11", 6 foot, nothing. If he was a few inches taller, if he was 6'3", foot 6'4", yeah, you've been comparing his game to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's the same, it's, it's watch tape. Same guy. Same type of play. Not the same talent. I mean, but who is? I watched a lot of Sam Darnold and Josh, uh, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen probably is the best pure passer in this draft. He scares me. His antics, his privileges. In New York, that would frighten me. I, I, I really wouldn't. I would be scared. And I think the Giants see that too. I don't think that's a, a giant type of guy. And again, I've known Dave Gettleman for about five seconds as a Giants GM. And he could draft Barkley, because we saw the value that he had with Christian McCaffrey. But there's a difference. You know, one one team had a quarterback, and it was the eighth pick. You know, this team doesn't have a quarterback for the future, at least we don't think so. And this is the second overall pick. So it's different. Brandon Nillon grabs into a double play. <sighs> that won't exactly give you playing time. We will see what the Giants do. We can go over 5,000 times. We're going to go over 5,000 times. But we think the Giants are going to do. But let's just be honest. It's all smoke. It's all shade. I mean, that's what this, these teams do. Did you expect the Bears, after giving Mike Lennon $36 million, did you expect them to trade up one spot to get Mitchell Trubisky last year? No, no one did. That was the biggest surprise of the draft early on. Did you know if the Texans were going to move up, give up a first-round pick that ends up being a fourth overall pick this year to go get Sean Watson? No, I didn't think so. Did you expect the Chiefs to trade up and get Mahomes? No. But if you, and this is going, and this is, goes to the Jets, <coughs> excuse me, and the Giants, if you love a quarterback, you go up and get him no matter what it costs. 
Do you think the Texans are kind of bummed that they don't have their first-round pick this year, considering how high the picket is? I'm sure they are. Do you think they regret the trade? Not even close. And you know why? They have their quarterback. They moved up for a guy that they thought they loved, built the system around him, and I know it was short flashes, but the guy looks fantastic. And Deshaun Watson looks like the next star in this league, like I told you he was going to look like. No one believed me. It's disappointing, but it is what it is. As we're going to take a short break here on the final show, the goodbye of Whites and Oz on a beautiful Friday. You know, we had a couple good days in the past couple days. We're in the 70s. Now it's way too, way too cold. You can't do that. Can't do that, Mother Nature. Let's put it on. back with you after this commercial break on the I-95 Sports Network on the finale show. Introducing the SND Podcast channel, your one-stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We can be reached on all social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast soon. Bison and Oz, final show on a Friday. You know, something we didn't realize, I don't know if Steven realized it. When we started the show, it was on Tuesday. So when we started the show, it was from 1.30 to 2.30, and that's the way we're ending it. Steven and Joe, Joe, who's been a big part of the show over the past year and a half, is going to call up. Um, so we're going to have him. We're going to have Steven. And we're going to say goodbye to I-95. Uh, it's sad, but it's... Uh, it's it's what's got to be done. And, uh, you know, me and Steven are moving on to something else, and it is what it is. So uh, we're going to go over this mock draft. We're going to get into some, a little bit of hockey before Steven close up, obviously. Um, but we're going to get into this mock draft. And we'll see where the Jets and Giants go. We talked a lot about the Giants in the last segment. And we talked about the Giants in the last segment as, you know, where are they going to go to? What are they going to do? Are they going to draft back? Are they going to go back as uh, Jamie Callahan, by the way? Giving updates on the Mets game. We got the Mets on TV today, guys. Uh, Jamie Callahan. I know for a fact he came over in the Red Sox trade with Addison Reed, so he's on the mound now. Let's see where he's on a 3-1 count. Let's see where that fastball goes. I don't know. That was a changeup, 93, so uh, or slider rather. Yeah, Jamie Callahan coming over from uh, the Boston Red Sox. Pitched a little bit last season, six and two thirds, seven hits, a walk, and five strikeouts. Um, this, Mel Kuyper has the Jets draft in Baker Mayfield. I'm telling you, wouldn't hate it. I think this is a guy that can handle New York. Um, the only thing is, and I get he's, you know, he's giving descriptions of each draft. He has the Jets, the Browns, and the Broncos drafting quarterbacks. So I'm curious to where he thinks actually Kirk Cousins is going to end up. Um, this is the thing about drafting Baker Mayfield. This I'm, I don't trust this team. As he has Josh Rosen getting passed over here, by the way. And I, I, Josh Rosen worries me than Baker more than Baker Mayfield. Because you know what? Baker Mayfield 
If you really compare the two teams, Oklahoma and UCLA, both de- let's be honest, both defenses were awful. Now, Oklahoma had a couple running backs. Um, but UCLA, listen, UCLA as a team, they play in a worse conference. What does Baker Mayfield do? All he does is win games. Josh Rosen, in a weaker conference in the Pac-12 against defenses like USC, wasn't great this year. I mean, Utah was had a bad season. I don't think Washington's as good as they're, as they're advertised. You know, so what, I, I trust Baker Mayfield more than I trust Josh Rosen. I don't love Josh Rosen. Guy is a great pure passer. I think he needs to be in the perfect situation. We've got Quentin Nelson. Let's just read off the top uh, 15. We'll do the top 15. Uh, it's got Josh Allen going one. Saquon Barkley going two. Bradley Chubb going three. Uh, the Browns' second pick, pick has taken uh, Minnick Fitzpatrick. A lot from everything I've heard is Jamie Callahan strikes out. Braves batter. Don't know anyone on this Braves team. I mean, no Freeman. No Matt Adams. Acuna's not there. I mean, you got Swanson and Albies. That's just about it. Uh, it's got Sam Darnold going over to Denver. Darnold's another one. We didn't have to talk much about Darnold. The decision-making, the fact that he's can't play under pressure in the pocket, I mean, that's the type of thing. And Denver's a bad situation with that because of that offensive line. That offensive line makes the Giants look, the offensive line look decent. And I know they took Garrett Bowles last season. And he got hurt. So after that, I mean, this it was atrocious. I think they need a they need to go in a different direction with the quarterback. Paxton Lynch is definitely not the guy. <coughs> Trevor Simeon is definitely not the guy either. So whether you draft one, whether it's Donald, and that would worry me too with these you know California kids. I mean, Donald is a warm weather quarterback going into Denver, going into New York. That scares me. I'm sorry, it does. I know he's a big. Thick kid, and they compare him to Big Ben. I, 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 he worries me. Some of the things his decision making worries me. Um, you know, we know Jets going to Baker Mayfield, Quentin Nelson, who a lot of people tend to think he's the second or third best player on in this draft overall. I mean, behind either Chubb or or Barkley, you take your pick. Some people even think he's the best. And you know, I know he's a guard, but I mean, those are valuable. Look at Zach Martin. Uh, eighth pick, Tremaine Edwards, who came, or Tremaine Edmonds, who came up big from Virginia Tech, going to the Bears. Denzel Ward, going to the 49ers. Raycon Smith, going to the Raiders. So we'll see what that. Mike Kuyper has Josh Rosen going to the Miami Dolphins. Um, I do think the Dolphins need to address the quarterback situation. I actually think that would be a good fit for Josh Rosen. Offensive-minded head coach. Warm weather situation in Miami. So I think that would be a good fit for Rosen. Colton Miller, offensive tackle from UCLA. Going to the Bengals. Vitavia, D tackle from Washington. Going to the Redskins. Marcus Davenport, I couldn't tell you a thing about. But I, I, going to the Packers out of uh, UT San Antonio. I'm uh, just going to slip through uh, the big names here. Calvin Ridley going to the Cardinals. Orlando Brown going to the Ravens. Derwin James, who, you know what? 
I mean, that's a, that's the guy the Seahawks probably want to take over for Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, whoever's out of the door first. We're looking for my boy, looking for a couple of my boys. Where are they? Where are they? Uh, okay, let's see where. James Washington going to the Panthers. Well, we're just not. All right, well, there are a couple of things I don't like with Mel Kuyper's draft. Doesn't have Mason Rudolph in there in the first round. Going to be a huge mistake. He's going to end up going to the Patriots and being the success of Tom Brady. Everyone's going to regret it. Doesn't have Maurice Hurst out of Michigan. Maurice Hurst is thought of to be the second best D tackle, even the best D tackle in this draft. You don't have it in the first round. So this is why I, don't, I look at these mock drafts and I take it with a grain of salt. Because you don't know. You really don't. You know, a lot of people thought Dalvin Cook could have gotten as high as fourth last year to the Jaguars. Guy went in the second round. I think Deshaun Watson should have been the number one pick. He went tenth. This is the thing about the draft mock drafts. Don't love them. I don't. I like looking at them. And they interest me. Don't love them. I really think the Giants should trade down. Um, I really do believe that. So, I, I mean, if you tra- and we, we've seen Dan Gettleman's interest in running backs in the past. I, I, listen, again, when he drafted Christian McCaffrey, it was with the eighth pick, not the two, and he had Cam Newton. As much as I don't love Cam Newton, he's a franchise quarterback in this league. So, this is a completely different situation. And I don't, you know, with the last regime, they really, really like Davis Webb. This regime has no idea what Davis Webb is. You know, I feel more comfortable. I really do. And I'm going to get killed for this. I mean, if, listen, I don't know where Mason Rudolph is going to go. Everyone knows he's my favorite quarterback. I trust Baker. Besides him, I trust Baker Mayfield more than I do the other guys. Sam Darnold, watching him last year, I think he should have definitely should have stayed another year in college. Josh Rosen, the antics. His attitude would worry me in New York. And I get Baker Mayfield would too, but the guy's a winner. And if the guy comes here and he plays well, I think that would be the best thing for the Giants. Because that's the guy that could get in Odell's face if need be. And that's what a lot of people have been talking about. Even though everything I hear, Odell's a great teammate. Everyone loves Odell. Everyone this, Odell this. Not a bad guy. And with the Jets, you could back. I would bet, if it was me, I'd back up the truck with Kirk Cousins. You can make an argument he's a top 10 to 12 quarterback in this league. All I got to do is show you the numbers. Out of every playoff quarterback last year, Kirk Cousins had better numbers than everybody, not named Brady, Ben, or Breeze. And let's just remind everybody, no receivers. Jordan Reed was hurt most of the year. Had offensive tackles off the scrap heap. Chris Thompson got hurt. Rob Kelly got hurt. And the guy still put up nearly 4,000 yards. Oh, by the way, the defense was awful. It never, really never helps. It doesn't. I would back up the truck. Now, how much are you willing to go for him? I saw a report that, you know, the Jets are willing to offer whatever they want. I think I would just puff the brakes on that narrative. Five for 150? I think I'd do it. That's a play- Listen, you, that's a playoff team next year. Now, they're going to have, still have a lot of money. Say they spend $30 million. And I heard all these ramifications within the contract. If you give them $60 million in the first... I mean, let's not get crazy. Guys, we can't really get crazy. $30 million a year? 
fine. You know, it's not about who's the best quarterback. It's about who's free at that time. Aaron Rodgers, how much do you think he's going to make? Jimmy Garoppolo had seven really, really good games. Got paid $27 million for it per year. This defense, listen, this defense is a pass rusher and a couple quarterbacks away from being elite. The safeties are really good. As much as I don't like his alma mater, and I like Darren Lee as a cover cover linebacker type, offensive uh, outside linebacker, I think he's got, he's got a pretty good future with this team. Demario Davis played well last year. You got Leonard Williams in the middle. I, I think this team's a couple pieces away from being an elite defense. You know, I like Bola Powell a lot. You know, if they sign Kirk Cousins, do they trade back? Do they take Saquon Barkley if he goes down that long? You know, where do they go Quentin Nelson, who people believe is the second or third best player in this draft? You know, where do they go in that situation? We're going to learn a lot. And the new league year starts on March 14th, so we don't have much time left. You know, this is going to be one of the biggest offseason stories that we've seen in a long time. You know, after that domino falls, where does Agent McCarron go? Do we, does he go to Brown? I saw, I read a story yesterday from ESPN. Their beat reporter thinks they could go as high as six for $200 million, $33 million per year. Now, if you get that from Cleveland, but then you get, I don't know, five for 150 from Minnesota, I mean, what are you doing? Do you take the extra $50 million? You know, if it's me and I have $150 million and I can go to a better situation rather than take the extra $50 million, I mean, I can't. Listen, I've never been in that position. I, I, obviously. You know, if it was me, I, I wouldn't even think. I wouldn't know what to do with that money. You know, and athletes, former athletes will argue against it. So, oh, God, Peter Alonzo just got onto that one. Oh, that would have been nice. That definitely would have been nice. Peter Alonzo again, a kid. I was as we got the uh, as we got the Ranger game or the Mets game in the back there. So uh, again, Don Smith not starting. Not really the way that you wanna that you wanna start out. It's finally my partner, my friend. I'm not rid of him yet, but I'll be rid of him on this station, Stephen. Joe. Oh God, as we hear the car in the background. Guys, roll up the window. What are you doing? How you doing, Earl? Oh, I'm doing, you know what? You're not here, so you know what? I'm doing all right. You there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we can, we can, hear, we can hear you. Are you sure you can hear me? What, what are you guys, in a swimming pool? What is that? No, it's just pouring raining on our way to Binghamton. Uh, oh, so Joe's, Joe's driving my car as we speak. He does not trust me driving long distances. Well, I mean, well, well, making an appearance on the final episode of Weissman and Oz. Here now, I am. Joe, and I've mentioned on the show that we're not going to, you know, we, later on, not on this network, we're going to announce what we're doing after. I would hope when football season rolls around, you will, you know, once again become, if it fits in your schedule, sir, become a frequent guest again with us. I would hope so. Uh, I would be honored to, guys, and, uh, you know, I appreciate the love as always. I, uh, you know, like Stephen mentioned, we're currently we're headed upstate New York. I'm driving Big Daddy's car. And, and Errol, can I tell you how special your partner is? The guy has us on Bluetooth. The guy has us on Bluetooth. 
and he's talking into the phone, which he doesn't realize that the speaker is above me that he's got to talk into. Isn't this his car that we're talking about? Apparently, he doesn't know his own car that well. But doesn't shock you. Steven, I know it's the lease, but buddy, come on. Whatever, okay? Whatever. I gotta ask Joe a question. Before I get into anything, I gotta ask Joe a question. Joe, Jets pay Kirk Cousins five for one fifty. What do you, what's your reaction that day? We got a quarterback. Let's uh let's focus to the draft now. Let's trade back and muster up that offensive line a little bit. Steven, what would you do? Your reaction? Saquon Barkley goes too. What do you what's your reaction, Steve? You know how I feel about it. I feel if the Giants don't have an offensive line, there's no point of drafting a running back. The Giants do not have an offensive line, which is why they need to go through the draft and select an offensive line. I, mean, I would not be happy with Saquon Barkley. I heard he's a very good running back, but I, I don't want a quarterback. I don't want a running back. I want an offensive lineman. They listen. They could go out and sign guys like Andrew Norwell or, or Nate Solder and still draft it, still trade down and draft an offensive lineman. You know, you know. I was mentioning Quentin Nelson is thought to be one of the best players in this draft. I think he would do well for a guy like the Jets or the Giants. But uh, you know, I I was just mentioning before. You guys know my take on the quarterbacks, and I, I kind of and I oh god, Chris Flexen. I was mentioning before. I don't love the California kids in a New York. Get, Environment. I mean, that would scare me. Uh, Joe, I, I gotta ask you because I, if I ask Steven, he's just—he's gonna give me some dirt to dirt thing. I don't even know what he's gonna—he probably won't even know what he's talking about as much as I love him. So, what quarterback would you be comfortable with if the Jets were to trade up because they love one guy? What guy would you be most comfortable with the Jets doing that? Uh, you, you know, Errol, for me, it's Josh Allen. I know there's knocks on the accuracy, whatever. It doesn't scare me. But this is a pick that you have to get right. If you're going to take a quarterback here where the Jets are this year, you have to get it right. Yeah, and you know what? That would worry me as a Jet fan after seeing the Christian Hackenberg debacle, obviously. But, you know, just just for entertainment purposes, Steven, if the Giants were to draft the quarterback at two, which guy would you be most comfortable with? I want Baker Mayfield. From what I saw, and you know I don't watch college football. What I oh, saw. How can you have a radio show talking sports and openly say you don't watch college football? Is there <laughs> something wrong with you? Lie, lie to the people if you have to. <laughs> this is our last show on Western and Oz for a reason. So. Oh, God. I, I, I would like Baker Mayfield. A lot of skeletons coming out of Weissman's closet here today. Uh, oh. oh, no. Steven, do you know what school Baker Mayfield resides from? Do you at least know that? Stanford. What? He said Stanford. I am going to crash the car. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> Steven, come on. What school does he go to? What school does he come from? Oklahoma. Oh, God. Oh, oh, what about Josh Allen? Let's make it quiz Weissman Day in the last 10 minutes of Weissman and Oz. Steven, where does Josh Allen go? Wyoming. Oh, God. Did Joe just mouth that to you? I heard it. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Oh God, I know you too well. Uh, guys, I, I also do. I, I do want to talk hockey, of course, in the last set. You know, the, obviously, uh, the most credible guests we've had on this show, it's mainly been hockey. It's, as we can, we'll throw Rob Talbot in there along with Art Staple. Um, guys, gun to your head. Is this team making the playoffs the way this team is currently constructed if, if Garf sits on his hands at the end of the deadline? No. No. I think you need to go out and get a defenseman. I've been saying it for months. I said it from the start of the season when everyone was healthy. I felt like we still could have used a defenseman. No, there is this, but right. I, I would. I need a veteran back there. I need another solid player. And as much as I love the guy as a person, Seidenberg's not getting it done for me. No. Yeah, but this is what it is. Like, it's, Joe, you told me off air earlier. The 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 Rangers turned a depth move into a second round pick and defenseman who could possibly be a top four. I mean, it cost it cost a lot to get anybody from the trade deadline. I mean, and you know, Stephen, I have a bone to pick with you, Mister. Well, the Islanders are going to get a hundred points. The Islanders are going to get over a hundred points, and then you're just but snow must go, Stephen. The team that he constructed, aside aside from a couple injuries. I mean, you thought this team was a 100-point team, so what happened? Yeah, you know, I'm going to defend Stephen here. Errol, at the end of the day, those injuries were pretty big. Calvin DeHaan, top four defenseman. Nikolai Kuhlman, who is really an unsung hero on this team. The guy does it all. He does the dirty work in the corners along the boards that you don't see on the score sheet every night. They're missing big guys, but you need a kid or two to step up. Okay, I like what you see out of Pellet, Kulak. Uh, the kid Aho still got a little bit of growing to do, although I think he's going to be very good. My buddy, my Can Jam partner from the other day, Sebastian Aho. <laughs> I still think you're a move or two away. If Garth sits on his hands here, because I don't, I really, I don't know what, where the move is. I saw there were rumors that the, you know, they're actually talking to Arizona about Auntie Rod, so I think that would be a real solid move. Um, but again, you need a defenseman. And I saw rumors the other day about Oliver Ekman Larson and what you know they'd be willing to give up. And I'm sure the Coyotes are holding a king's ransom for him. You know, if this team doesn't make the playoffs, and I know you, I know where you guys stand on it. But in your opinion, does Ledecky let him go or does he bring him back? Because I don't know. I, it's, I it's, think it's, it's been a decade. The problem is, it's a lot more complicated than that, Errol. It's a lot more complicated than that. you you got to think to yourself now. Is Garth Snow tied to John Tavares? Is John Tavares tied to Garth Snow being here? The guy who brought him into this league, drafted him, extended him at first, who's taking care of him? Look what George just did for Josh Bailey. Bailey just got a six-year deal for $5 million each. Which, can I tell you, first off, what a team-friendly contract that is. And second off, I don't think Bailey signs that deal without having an idea that Tavares is coming back here. You know, I will say this about the whole JT situation. I mean, if they, if they, I would trust Garth. You know, Rick DiPietro, who has his finger on the pulse of everything on that, on that, or almost everything on that organization. Um, he said it. Garth knows smart. He's a smart guy, and if he had any sense, if there was any fifty-fifty shot. And I know I joke around with Steven a lot. I just do it to make him upset. If there was any 50-50 shot, even a 50-50 shot, that JT would be back or not, 
I mean, you think he would at least look into trading him? I think there's a higher percentage chance that he is back for the fact that you haven't heard any trade rumors with him. But I, I would, I think JT's going to do his due diligence and, and, and look around. And I just, for your guys' sake, and you're sane, for you guys being sane, I hope one particular spot or any particular spot doesn't look attractive to him. Because this team would, go, would really go into the tank if he left. Despite Barzal. Let me tell you something. This, JT comes back here, and this team is legitimately one or two moves away from being a cup contender. Look at that top six that you have. You have a stud top six. God knows, maybe one day we could fix that third line with my guy Brock Nelson. I really like the fourth line, the way it's constructed now with this kid, Ross Johnston, who's very impressive. This team is not far off. Maybe a new coaching staff would help, but that's a another story for another day. Yeah, but guys, do you really get to have your third third regime in, in as many years? I mean, do you really want that? For guys? I mean, that just shows a lack of stability. Is that the kind of thing that you want to show to John Tavares, who you want to sign a 10-year no, contract? you can't. You can't have that. Doug Wade is another one of JT's boys. I mean... Hey, guys, as, as we have uh, four minutes left, I got as we're rolling down, and I need opinions on both of this. Uh, we know the Yankees' expectation, World Series or boss, who cares? Let's be honest. Guys, where do you expect with all the, the moves that have been made? Stephen, I haven't heard you talk in a little while, and this is our show, too. Um, where do you expect – what's your expectations for the Mets this year? Right, do you think they're a wild-card team? Do you think they're just they're, – they're not close enough yet? What, what do you think? You know, Vegas has the Mets to 80 and a half wins. I'm going to take the over on that. You know what? Truly, if the team is healthy, I'm going to say they get 90 wins. If they stay healthy, which is a big if, and I know that, this team is relying on the pitching staff. Uh, you know, they have a lot of options now. Even if they go to a six-man rotation, I'm fine with it. That gives each pitcher an extra day's rest, which, you know what? That's not a bad thing. I think the Mets at least compete for a wild card, maybe division, depending what the Nationals do. But, like always, I have high expectations for the Mets. But it doesn't oh, work out in my favor. Oh, Jesus. Joe, I need an unbiased opinion. Yeah, Errol, now I think our Mets are going to be a lot better than people are giving them credit for. Um, but like Stephen touched on, the health is really going to be key. Can these pitchers stay healthy? Can Can Yoannis stay healthy? If you get those things, and these guys are healthy, I really like what Mickey Callaway brings to the table here. I think this team competes for the division. Yeah, and, you know, Mickey Callaway brings, like, a younger, more modern, and a swagger to this team, which I kind of like. Um, you know, I, as much as I was one of the guys who didn't really think Terry Collins deserved to lose his job, I thought he needed a new voice. And I like what Callaway brings to the table. I like the fact that the Mets have, I mentioned it before, there are nine pitchers that I'm, I'm actually comfortable with to start every fifth day, uh, depending on what Callaway can do with them. And, you know, Joe, you touched on it. Uh, if Cespedes stays healthy and he's finally drinking, I, I guess he just didn't like to drink water. I don't really know. Uh, he's drinking water now, which is, has become a big story. I, this is the kind of thing. Water, water and cigarettes for my guy Cespedes. And he's not and, golf, which is a good thing. Oh, thank God. He hasn't played golf since July. Let's keep it that way. But, guys, I, 
you know, I just I want this team to be good for the main fact. This is the this is the only guys. This is the only thing I got until college football and football season comes back. The Rangers are selling. I can't even enjoy. I might not even be able to enjoy any playoff hockey in New York if the Islanders don't make it. The Knicks are the Knicks. This is all I got, boys. And this is and th- these are the final words muttered on this show. And and guys. Goodbye, everyone.